You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch bad movies and share bad. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is the Good luck! Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000! My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. Welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd to Know Basis Show, airing on Phoenix 92.5 FM or all those wonderful places on the internet. I am Kean, and with me this week is... Dara, how's it going? Ahoy. Oh, very, oh, very well, thank you, Dara. How's everything going? Uh, I can talk today, so that, yes. that is good. We won't, we won't dwell on it too much, but uh, I believe that uh, you were deliriously sick for a little while there. I was so incredibly sick, I thought Kanye West was building Stargate in my room. So you I mean, have to confirm whether this actually ha- happened or not. I I don't know if it didn't happen or not. That's the thing. I'm I, I woke <laughs> up and I was really confused about why where where Kanye was gone and why I didn't have a Stargate anymore. Kanye, don't leave. Don't leave. Take <laughs> me with you. Well, no, 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 you don't. You don't want that. Through the Stargate. Leave the notes. Leave the Stargate, Kanye. Don't, don't take that with you. <laughs> Maybe he like packed it up behind him and he went through it or something. I don't know, man. But if he if he did if we never see Kanye West again, we we know what happened. Well, this is kind of an audience interactive thing that people at home can do. Uh, We are recording this on two assumptions. One is that Dara is well enough to do the show, or the other is that he isn't. But it might we might get something funny out of it. So by the end, I am on. Decide for yourself. We'll we'll set up an online poll or something. I am on a lot of antibiotics at the moment. So that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see now. Uh, But I have been quite eager to talk about uh, the gem that all sort of nerdy review sites have covered by now, the Star Wars holiday special. But I believe, uh, Dara, you also have a rather intriguing Christmas recipe you'd like to talk about as well. Well, I came across an interesting idea that, you know, we all, you know, we all have turkey and some people have ham and chicken or whatever. I personally, I just like the turkey around Christmas. But what's more interesting is Pokemon that you could eat. Like oh. right now, there's a whole talk about like, um, you know, the new Pokemon game, which we'll talk about, which is, is apparently a massive train wreck, which <laughs> I mean, we'll get into it, but apparently we'll get into it. I'll tell epic. you what, for so, the Pokemon vegetarians in the audience, why don't we do the Star Wars holiday special first? I mean, you can eat and a then they can tune out a bit later when no, but you, Pokemon no, stuff comes up. You could eat a vile plume. That's just a that's just a, a mushroom like. Ah, but now you're getting into the the weeds, as it were, there, because um, if the plant is sentient and can express emotions and joy and autonomy and that kind of stuff, is it still like a typical plant? It doesn't matter. I mean, 
plants do experience these kind of things we just can't interpret them i mean like you know that's all veganism thing that's why vegans exist so we're gonna start a, a movement of pokemon vegans here but no i just think you should be okay eating them, you know it's like <laughs> i go so far i'd eat i'd eat the cutest evie i could find <laughs> you know? but, the, but even that brings up like fantastic ramifications because like there's a grass type evie yeah. so like is it can vegetarians just eat the grass type but not the flareon? Like, there's so many levels to this once you en- introduce grass types. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I I would imagine in the world of Pokemon, they absolutely do eat them because there's no other animals anywhere else. Like, think about it. Oh, completely. Like, I do remember like, vividly, actually, actually, actually um, think about it. like even even the milk. Mm. What's it? Millet, Millitong? Is that what's called? Miltank. Miltank. That's it. I mean, they drink the milk. This is true. But, like, I remember there was, an, in the first series of Pokemon, uh, there was, like, they got stranded on an island with Team Rocket or something. Mm. And there was, like, a Slowpoke chef serving up fish. Yeah. And it's like, well, hang on, wait, wait, fish exists? Yeah, Magikarp. Pokemon? I, I, yeah, I know, but it wasn't, like, a Magikarp. It was fish. It was, like, sushi. So, wait, do fish also exist? And dogs and cats and things, or are Pokemon all of the animals? Like, what's the what's the logic there? I always thought po- Pokemon were all the animals. Yeah, well, that was my assumption. You know, because yeah. I, I was like, okay, they're obviously the stand-in for, like, Meowth behaves. Mm. Meowth in the in the show behaves weird because he talks like a person. Yes, but the, and he had his like Charles Dickens backstory thing where he learned to talk and all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, but all the other Meowths are just cats. Yeah. You know, mm. so it's kind of like, all right, you know, this is fair enough, you know. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know looking at the games allude to it, like, because I believe Slowpoke Tales are like a delicacy and like that kind of stuff. No, but, I'm, but I mean, in, in the in the real world, I don't know, using the real world is a bit silly yeah. for this, but I mean, if we were, if we we're to, to use the, 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 the reality of, you know, how, how this would be done, there's absolutely no way that they're not eating them. Mm. Still, even there's even there's too many of them around. There are probably ones that they wouldn't eat because you know, technically you can eat a dog and a cat, but you're not going to because that would be horrible. <laughs> Genuinely, that'd be awful. Merry I mean, Christmas, everyone. Yeah, I mean you could do it. It just would be horrific. <laughs> um, I know. I know some people feel that way about you know e- even eating cows or something. But I'm like, mm. all right, you know, fair enough. E- each to their own. But um, yeah, I mean, like, they probably have some kind of scale where they're like, okay, we can mm. eat Magikarp before it turns into a Gyarados because then you're eating a dragon. Yeah, what what if that happened? Like, you know, you're chasing a Magikarp. I mean, so that does happen in the show, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I don't think... I I think you know, there has to be some kind of... Like, I don't know. There's obviously an economy here set up at some point that they have this all figured out, and obviously we're not involved with that, but mm. there, there are other Pokemon that... Like, even in, you know, like the Rattatat, you could probably eat Rattatat wouldn't that be weird but you know i mean there's loads of ones that you could do very easily um and there's other ones that you just couldn't or wouldn't because um you know it's it's, it's horrific that's why eating an navy would be hilarious in front of a bunch of ve- vegetarians because yeah. you know it would be it'd be awful but also be really funny at the same time oh my um, goodness well i mean like did you have uh going with this wild train of thought and we'll see if people endure it to the other side of the Star Wars stuff. But did you have particular recipes in mind for Christmas? Well, there's a good video I saw. and A few of them were pretty... The, the whole thing about the Clefairy was another one. And he was like, I don't want it because it's too cute. And then people made them. Well, Clefairies are aliens anyway. 
Yeah, so that's I a know, whole but, category in and of but, itself. But he also said it was it was too cute to eat, and that's where I got the Evie idea. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know. It's pretty good. I mean, like any vile, the vile plumes or any plant based could probably go with um, you know, a, a nice uh, a vile plume could defend itself. Not if you hit it hard enough. Um, you know, uh, but uh, yeah, you could probably make some, yeah, you know, mushroom similar mushroom soup, vile plume soup out of that. <laughs> um, you know, the oddish. You know, it's pretty much just a radish. You could, you know. Okay, we're go- going very vegan this this Christmas dinner. Well, you know, so, well, see, I only know the ones from the original because I've, you know, it's ridiculous at a certain right, point. Right, right, right. So, so what, okay, my question to you then, what would be a good turkey substitute? I've actually been thinking about this for several days and it's quite tough because like all of the, all of the bird Pokemon are fairly athletic, aren't they? Yeah, but like, see, you know. again, if you hit it hard enough or, you know. <laughs> oh, I know. But like, but like, say a Pidgeot isn't like a stand in for a turkey. You know what I mean? Well, maybe you could like, <laughs> I don't know. I've fattened it up, maybe. I don't know. Like, you know, uh, what, <laughs> there, what's there, a... there is a pig Pokemon, but he's a fire type. So, yeah, I, but mean, I suppose what, he could cook himself. What, what's that uh, thing called? What's that that dish called? Pate? Pate is just, you know, you could just you go to pate route. Do you ever have pate? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you do the same route with Pidgeot. Uh, the Tepig, sorry, is the pig Pokemon. Uh, uh, Tepig is too cute, though. That's the thing. This is the problem with all Pokemon, though. Unless you want to eat muck. Like, you're kind of stuck, aren't you? I, yeah, I, I know. But, I mean, like, it's like they couldn't eat Pikachu. You could download a Porygon and eat that. No, because then you have seizures. <laughs> or a virus. Or both. Virus seizures. <laughs> oh my goodness there is actually a subsection of a uh, turkey pokemon is there uh, but, oh my god but so lazy <laughs> but they are quite terrifying really so i'm not sure if i'd take one on okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna be a professional and i'm gonna google these so I'm gonna <laughs> i feel sure. like if you wanted to go a slightly aquatic route like Slowpoke and Slowbro are probably your safest bets They'd probably no. be like those like massive giant turtles that you used to be able to just pick up no, and take away have... with you and they no, wouldn't no, do no, anything, no, no. you know. Yeah, no, you absolutely have to have. Oh no. Pokemon Pokemon fans won't be able to celebrate Thanksgiving by catching a turkey Pokemon because no such Pokemon exists. Ah! Pidgeot's the closest one. And then there's I said Ma- Pidgeot, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Manny Buzz, but that's a vulture like Pokemon. So Pidgeot's the closest one. So you'd have to probably catch the, the Pidgeot and then like go to Pateru. Now, here's an intriguing prospect though. The closest one to looking like a turkey would probably be Ho-Oh, which is a legendary one. Do mm. you think someone would go to all the trouble of going to capture a giant, massive legendary one just for Thanksgiving or Christmas? I mean, it depends how many people you have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're if, like feeding like 30, 40 people, probably do the trick, wouldn't it? You'd have to go all the way up to that the top of that haunted tower thing. Again, again it's probably better than beating the line. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, I'm definitely having Christmas dinner at yours because it's gonna, it's gonna, there's gonna be a story behind each of these. Like, uh, but like. I mean, I suppose that's as good a segue as any into what's the deal with this Pokemon game that everyone's upset about? Because I'm going to say before you even start, I remember when Pokemon Sword came out at Sword and Shield, everyone was like, oh, in arms, and this is the worst game ever, and how can they not include this? 
and I played it a few months after it's released, and it was great. So that's is not this just is this no. just a first week type panic, or is this something different? No, it doesn't. No, I haven't heard any. Like again, look, I haven't played it. I was mm. actually going to buy it because I wanted to play it because apparently they they went back and brought in a lot of Gen One Pokemon and right. then all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, all right, fair enough. You know, it's been a while since I've dropped in to play a Pokemon game, so I'll pick it up. And then I actually looked into it. And the problem isn't that. Like, that's not the... Like, I think that's a very silly criticism to have. Oh, you didn't include my favorite Pokemons. It's like, okay, they're not real, calm down. Um, it's it's more just kind of a case of the game is fundamentally broken. Right. Um, like, at a... Like, at a... Um, what's that game? Fallout 76? Do you, right. you know, we know what happened to Fallout 76? Uh, no, I don't. Sorry. Okay, so Fallout 76 was the Fallout... So, for anyone who doesn't know, here's the deep lore to Fallout 76. Um, basically, it was the always online Fallout game. Oh, uh, yes. I remember Jim Sterling going nuts about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And this is also how I found out about what's happened here. Uh, uh, James Stephanie Sterling did a, vi- did a video on it, and uh, mm. she freaked out about it because I was just like, oh, well, okay, what's going on? And um, I looked into it then and I was like, holy hell. So basically, um, there's also a really good internet historian video on uh, Fallout 77, which or Fallout 6, what's it, 77, which you guys should, or six, whatever it is. It's a terrible one. I can't yeah. remember. I'm too sick to care. Um, <laughs> you totally watch it. And it's really funny. Basically, what happened was they released the game in a broken state, like absolutely broken. Right. Like this thing did not work. Servers would go offline. Items would disappear. Um, like everyone says, Cyberpunk was broken. That's nothing compared to the Fallout game. And apparently, there it, it's a lot more of the same when it comes to this Pokemon game. So, with that in mind, I was like, oh well, okay. So, I guess I'm not buying it. And uh, a lot of the discourse has been around how broken the game is. So, I just wanted to say, if anyone got that for Christmas, um. Or it's going to get for Christmas. Um, hopefully they release some kind of patch because it really seems to be in a bad state. Okay, but like broken in what way? Because like I got the Kingdom Hearts thing that they dropped like the, around this time last year where it was an online thing and they the servers were so understaffed that you couldn't actually play it. It was like lag, yeah, lag, but, lag. Yeah, but is that's, this, that's, is this no. an online playable issue or what, what, what are people no, kind of objecting to about it's, it? Like? It's very different. Um, okay. the, the cloud-based issue you ran into was because the game was running on a server and then your your machine was acting as a client so all right. the power wasn't done by your switch it was done by it was basically so the way cloud gaming works the same with the google stadia right um instead of um and sorry uh instead of your switch being the thing that powers the game right um it's been sent off to the cloud right and the cloud is running so a big for all intents and purposes a big um supercomputer or uh server is running the game uh running kingdom hearts uh, and then it's sending it back to your switch so that's what the lag is for otherwise it wouldn't be possible to play the game because the switch is not a powerful console at all it genuinely isn't and you know i, I i've i have i've reviewed my switch my switch um usage and if i would buy one now with the steam deck um available mm. and i would not i would say uh don't buy one uh buy that, that, you wouldn't buy a switch at all no um really I, I, My yeah. goodness, that's harsh no no it's not harsh i mean it's it's a different it's a different usage like i ha- i like my switch i have it in my bag when i'm traveling um it's handy it, it it it's great for power all that kind of stuff 
um, like power consumption and games and that. But I mean, compared to the Steam Deck, which is the greatest bit of technology probably ever made, um, <laughs> it's like gaming technology. It's so wonderful. It can do everything. And um, yeah, it's really heavy and it's built like a tank and does leave my room. But <laughs> um, it, it's it's fantastic. So I would still, you know, buy one of those over it. But um, I think when you're buying the Switch, you need to know what you're buying. And you're buying a very powerful Game Boy Advance. Okay. Basically. But also, you know, it can play some, you know, actually, no, sorry. You're buying a very powerful Game Boy Advance that can run 2015 games on mid settings. Yeah, but like, I suppose the Switch is kind of intended for more of a family audience anyway, and the Steam Deck would be. For, for someone who's looking for very specific, different types of things, yeah, and like, that's why, know. and that's my point, and that's why I think uh, sen- um, selling something like Kingdom Hearts is very duplicitous because it's like that's not running on that. <laughs> There's no way that's running on that. And to be fair, they did try, to, and they did the same thing with Hitman Three, and Hitman Three runs okay, but not really as well as it does on the PS5, um, like for obvious reasons because they're doing the exact same thing. And this is how Google Stadia run, uh, was built. Google Stadia again was you bought the controller plugged it in and you could play all these games using Google servers. Now that's great, but again, lag. It doesn't matter how good the, the server is if, the, if your internet connection isn't super up to speed or anything like that. And again, you're not going to be hardlining in your Switch. Mm. You're just not. So that's the issue there. With, with Pokemon though, they ship the game. Like you're buying the game. The game isn't running. It's not a client. It's not a it's not a it's not a client. It is the host system. So it shouldn't have these issues. But what's right. obviously happening is they released it in such a broken mess that when it runs, uh, parts of the game don't load. Uh, well, this is yeah, because I was discreetly looking up the some of the reviews just while you were talking about it there. And like I'm hearing the consistent things I'm seeing is like buildings don't appear the floor sometimes disappears beneath you shops don't have interiors pokemon gets stuck in rocks yeah like that that's, and that's why i start. assumed and with these just... issues it was a cloud-based thing so why is it happening at all if it's not that well see it could be that's the thing but mm. it's not supposed to be there, yeah. there are there are very different things like they didn't sell this as a multiplayer cloud exclusive thing it's supposed mm. to be a finished game it's kind of like with um and that's where it comes into a similarity with with cyberpunk where look i was playing cyberpunk the fixed version on the ps4 on the ps5 playing the ps4 version that's right. the only one that actually works if you're not going to play on the pc right and even still they just randomly start t-posing <laughs> i swear i was playing a mission and the enemies just broke into t-posing randomly and i'm like oh my god again <laughs> or still you're still randomly t-posing okay so, I mean, I think this is just a, a, a damnation of current game development. Like, it's mm. even it, like it's very hard to get excited for games now. And even when you do, it's like, okay, they're broken, mm. broken messes. Uh, and it's, it's just unfortunate, really, because I mean, I gen- genuinely was looking forward to the new Pokemon game because, again, I haven't really played one in a while. Mm. And now I'm just like, oh, well, I guess I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm looking forward to picking it up in six months when it's all fixed and everyone's forgotten yeah. about it. <laughs> I mean, that is the hope. Or when they drop it down to like a ten or something, but that never really happens. Mm. I mean, this one, this one could could actually do proper damage to Game Freak. And look, they deserve it. If 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 this is the way they're going to ship games like this, that are going to sell no matter what, they are obviously trying to get the Christmas rush. 
which mm. look fair enough. We all need to make a book, but at the same time, it's like yeah. Broke. But didn't they release the remakes of uh, Pearl and the other one just a few months ago? Maybe I'm not too sure. I said I'm not a huge Pokemon fan anymore. Okay. It's it kind of is what it is for me. Um, yeah. I was just looking for a, a nice deep game to play into. Yeah, I've heard the Disney games pretty good. The Disney Dreamlands. Okay. And and the funny thing about that is that's going to be free to play soon. So I'm like, play that. <laughs> Maybe play that because at least it's well. Right now, it's you can get like special packs and stuff, and you get a little fox, um, companion if you pay the full amount. Which I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. I want a little fox to carry around. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's more appealing than a broken mess of a game. You know, yeah. it's like it, it, it comes to question where you're like, and then look, it's been the longest thing in 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 games going all the way back to. Even even ET, right? The reason why ET. Oh, that's broke, an episode in and of itself. No, but uh, look, it's been done to death. But we we might talk about it at some point. But the reason why ET is legendarily bad, or the reason why it was so bad, it's not because it's a bad game. It's a bad game because it was made in six weeks. You're <laughs> gonna make no, literally. They went up to the guy and they're like, "You have six weeks. Good luck." I mean, to be fair, it sounds like an achievement when you put it like that's that. That's it. I mean. It doesn't matter who you are, how good of a coder you are. Six weeks is not enough time to really do anything beyond what he did. What he did was amazing, given mm. the 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 scope of the project. You know, yeah. uh, games game developers still shouldn't have this. Or it's not game developers because I mean it's not really their fault. It's gaming companies in general um, should not have this mindset where you go all right, go on six weeks, go crunch, 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 and you're like. Oh, it's never going to go well, you know? Yeah. Uh, and now the fact that you can patch games out really doesn't fix the problem because it's like, oh, let's release this broken mess of a game. We'll patch it out. And you're like, can you can you release it not broken so I can play it properly the first time? And it's weird because that's just not something that's done nowadays. You know, most this games... is what I find baffling about the games industry because I get that, like, there is a sort of a, a lack of morality, we'll say very generously, in regards to the way game developers are treated and there's all these crunch periods and all that kind of stuff. But my question is, why, if the product is your bread and butter, why aren't they given enough time to develop it? Like, um, like what is the rush? See, look, I, I have a lot of friends who are game developers who work in the industry. You know, I, I nearly got a job with, with a... Actually, you can talk about it. Can I talk about it now? It's been two years? Yeah, I nearly got a job at Activision. Oh. Um, so, I mean, I, I think my NDA has run out. Um, so, look... I know a little bit what I'm talking about, but I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Um, and it's just greed, man. <laughs> it's just greed. It's just they know they can get away with it. You know, it's like DLC was brought in with horse armor and people ripped you and a lot out of it. And what <laughs> happened? They just kept going and now DLC is an accepted part of game development, right? Yeah. It's, it's Which is wild. funny because it's DLC wild. is like, it's got such quaint origins. Like I remember, because we're going to get into Star Wars in a few minutes, like, I remember having Rogue Squadron on the PC and like for some reason, whenever we bought it, just the Star Wars credits didn't work. You know, the opening da, 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 one. And so like my dad went to a website and was like, how can we fix this free patch? And the patch threw in the Naboo Starfighter for free. Yeah. Like, you know, like it used to be like this really quaint thing you could add on. It wasn't an expected part of the gaming experience, you know. Well, that's because they cared. Hmm. You know, I know it's like, even if you, I was watching a good video the other day where it's like, why games aren't fun anymore? And he's just <laughs> like, am I just old or no? And it, I mean, I thought that too. I was like, mm. maybe I'm just old and just outgrown this stuff. And it's like, no way. It's the children who are wrong. <laughs> and, if, and it very much is. Because I mean, 
you know, thanks to the Steam Deck, I can go back and I can play any PS2 game. I can play any Xbox game. I can even play like older games from from even five years ago. Mm. And they're just better. Yeah, yeah I agree. Just, like I genuinely how, better. Because this is how good my local library is. I got the Bioshock trilogy out oh, of the library for game. free, what like on the Switch. And like, you know, it's these, like I was astounded by the quality of it. And you wouldn't well, get anything like that today. You no, know, it'd be no, you really, wouldn't. you'd get first half of Bioshock, you know, and there'd be six months of teasing and then everyone would hate it when it came out. And they patch it later, but people would like it, but kind of forget about it. it like, like the Final Fantasy VII remake, you know, everything would be like over, like priced and over explained and over all that kind of stuff. It's it's hard to just get a game and just relax into it. I feel yeah. like you need to sort of be part of the culture of a specific game to play th- a game. You know, I think that's a, actually I think that's a very succinct way of putting it, game. Um, it's more like a cult of yeah. gaming. Yeah, exactly. You know, where you're like, oh, we're all part of this together. And it's like, no, man, you're a corporation. You don't give a, <laughs> you don't, you don't give a damn about me yeah. once I've finished, once I buy the product, you know? Uh, and it, it's, I think now that where you see that the most, you see it with um, Nintendo specifically. Nintendo actually gets a, gets a pass on this, like, way more than it should. It's like, oh, yeah, we love you guys. The kind of, don't you guys, you guys actively hate everybody. Uh, in in uh, what uh, respect? Uh, because the, that, the, the Nintendo uh, games I've gotten have been fairly good quality. That's obviously a joke. Uh, that they, they don't, obviously, Nintendo don't hate anybody. They're, they're, they, yeah, yeah. They, they no, but, it, I, but I just know. mean, like, in regardless of, like, uh, your wild accusations, like, what, ah, yeah. what did you mean about the culture of Nintendo? Like, no, no, obviously, like a lot of what I said there is a joke, but yeah, okay, no, okay. In, in the in the reality, Laura, it's just like you know, like factions will form around consoles. It, right, it, it's right, throwback right. to to the to the the console war kind yeah. of thing. You know, I remember I I don't like Nintendo because I grew up loving Sega and they killed Sega, so kind of like a Marvel DC type thing. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, no, but it's much more. I mean, like I would actively, I actively do buy Marvel and DC comics. I want them both to be to 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 survive. I mm. actively want Nintendo to die. Um, <laughs> no, that's not a joke. I mean, I hate Nintendo. They killed Sonic. Um, they killed the Dreamcast. Hey, hey, Sonic was perfectly capable of destroying itself. Thank you. No, hold on. That's only that's only once uh, the, the internet uh, the internet people got it. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's it, it, he was fine before the internet people got him. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other thing which we can't talk about because that five. That, um, go, go watch Super Eye Patch Wolf. He he'll explain it. No, don't. Your life's better off without knowing what we're talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Super Eye Patch actually, we need to try interview him at some point. I I, I would, would love really that. Love he's, he's my favorite YouTuber. My, yeah, he's up there for me anyway. He's not my favorite YouTuber, but I do really really like his content. Mm. And I mean, like he likes wrestling too. I think we could like get two or three interviews out of him. So uh, if anyone has a contact, let us know because. We'd love to. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, it's the gift not to dwell on YouTube too much, but it's the gift of a real YouTuber like him or Jenny Nicholson or Dan Olson or any of them where you t- they take something you haven't heard of and make you care about it for two hours. That yeah. takes skill. It does. Like, you Absolutely. know, like uh, Super Ipatch videos on wrestlings are compelling. And I've never seen a wrestling match, but I've watched these videos three times because his love for it comes across, you know? Well, I mean... I still can't believe we've done two panels on it and you still have watched wrestling. I feel like it would ruin I'd... my bit, though. My bit is to be horrified by the that's, stories you're telling that's me. That's true, but I thought you would have like, been... I'm, I'm the control subject. I thought I would have sold you on it. That's I do have one of your DVDs. I've been trying to find time to watch it for a while from that's, the panel. That's true. That's very, very true. 
Maybe um, over the Christmas season. Maybe over Christmas. That's what the family need at Christmas. Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, you know, to, to wrap up the segment, I think like the, the, the problem here when you see these kind of like, look, with, and I don't think it's the same as Cyberpunk. I don't think that's necessarily fair because the thing about the difference with Cyberpunk was they told everybody. They're like, listen, lads, it is not done. Right. Please stop asking for it. It is not done. Then they got death threats and all this other stuff. And they're like, right, fine. If you want it, here it is. It's broken as all hell. Mm. So they did tell you, you know, but a lot of the coverage with that is because of, you know, the, the company and all this other stuff that isn't related to the game. So you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt. But the, the Nintendo stuff uh, on this specific occasion is 100% earned because, I mean, like, there's no excuse for them releasing a the game like this other than just... We like money, ding, 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 and <laughs> that's kind of it. And again, when it comes to most gaming companies, I mean, look, it's in the name. Gaming mm. company, not gaming charity, you know? So it's like, that's what they yeah, do. Yeah, but, that's, that's, but there there should be a base expectation of quality, especially Absolutely, but as the demand and price go up substantially. Absolutely, like, but know. we've given that away. Mm. Because most kids don't give a hell about it, and they go and play Fortnite for like, 14 hours a day and hey, well um, say what you will about Fortnite. it works i'm not saying it doesn't but i'm saying like it's not a, it's it not works a barometer. It's free like that's your that's the weird thing there's like 70 quid games that are released broken and there are free games that work fine and uh, you'd think it'd be the other way around no because the, the thing about those games is they don't rely on the product they rely on constant microtransactions well i mean like DLC. Again, if you're like, if you're getting it for free and the, up to a point we have to start paying for it, like you're still getting like a more consistent experience than dropping 70 quid for a game that does not work. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say this, this is how drug addictions happen, but. Oh, I get it. No, you know, I, installed, I installed a Star Trek game that's taken over my life on my phone. And it's free. But what it's taken yeah, from me is my life. You see, so what I do sh- get it. What should, ha- <laughs> what should happen here is. Um, well, which one was it? The Star Wars the Fleet Command. Command? Fleet Command, yeah. I nearly yeah. got a job there as well, actually. Oh, nice. Um, I just couldn't deal with myself working on the Star Trek game. Sorry. Yeah, actually, funny enough, I got a story about that very quickly. It'll only take a minute, which is that, because uh, it kind of relates to what you were saying. They did like a patch for Fleet Command a day or two ago at the time of recording. Right. And they added a whole bunch of new things, which is really cool for a free game, you know. Absolutely. But, yeah, yeah. but there was a bug where every time the ships tried to fight each other, it wouldn't work. Right. So, so, and the whole game is a ship fighting game. So you'd see all these like fleets of ships go next to each other, give up, and then just wander off. Oh my god! That's like amazing. it's so so brilliant. Like all the comments are going "Happy International Peace Day," all that kind of stuff. Because it's just like, it's it's one of those like, oh, you fixed everything except the one thing you needed most. Like you know, I love I love that about you know the first day a game drops. Like something like that always happens. Yeah, I mean, like game development is really hard. Mm. That's the thing, and I, I think a bigger, I think a bigger issue as well is like, mm-hmm. while game development was always like always difficult, it was never like it wasn't sinking millions and 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 millions of dollars into it. Difficult. It was kind of like, all right, we're going to be here. We're going to have to get a bunch of pizza, and we're going to like crunch yourself in about a year or two, right? Now it's like, it's billions, it's millions of dollars, and crunching, you know, and all this kind of stuff, and it's like. It, it's just grown far beyond what it should be. I mean, like my big, like my big thing is, and look, to be fair, there's, there's a lot of Irish gaming studios as well, or lots of game companies in Ireland as well, they do a great job and they really do. 
And I mean, like if your friends work in game development, like again, it's not a knock at them. It's literally just kind of how it is. Um, but I mean, like that's the problem. I mean, no matter what they're doing, you know, the the real passion, and you see yourself, Kane. I mean, we talked about it, like Cuphead, yeah. games like that. I mean, they're the ones where all the passion comes out because it's a passion project. You know, it, it, they're not doing it for a corporation; they're doing it because they believe in it, and that's when you really get them. Like I have a friend who, uh, he gave up it, he, like he's done a bunch of art for horrendous. So I mean. The art I did for one of her shirts still sells out to this day. Um, like that's how good it is. I'm really big fan of it. So shout out to you. Um, and it, it's kind of a case where like he gave up everything to go off and make his game, and he's been working on it for like three years. Well, that's just it. I think the I think you're touching on something there, which is that the big mega business component to the gaming industry has kind of eaten everything. Like, you know, I think we've kind of forgotten that video games are a form of expression and storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. that can be really, really special. But like we're so we're so used to being gamers. We sort of have it in our head. There's only one or two types of experience we can expect, you know? Well, see, that's the thing. I mean, that's a very new thing as well, because like, you know, when, when you grew up. I don't want to say it, in the Mega Drive, Super Nintendo kind of thing, you know, a lot of the games are very similar, mm. but then there would be those breakout games that were a little bit different. But it really kind of came to a crest in the PS2 uh, original Xbox era where you could get any, any kind of game you wanted. Mm. You could get everything from a masterpiece like Shadow of Colossus or Ico or um, you know, System Shock 2 on the, on, on the PC, um, Blood Omen 2. You get anything, basically, around mm. that time period. But then you could also get the worst games you've ever played <laughs> like you know yeah there's one specific company i can't remember the name of but they do like rip off of disney games there's a whole ch- there's channels that are just, just like are just for these games like games that would would cost you like three euros or something like that you know like absolute garbage there so i mean but because that's how cheap it was to develop for mm. anyone could do it and i mean that was kind of the barrier for entry and now ironically when you have access to you know like I mean, game engines are free now. For the most, not all of them, but mm. few of them, like Unity and um, Unreal, are free. I think, and you can just develop on those. You can make a game. Anyone can make a game. You listening right now? You can make a game. You could probably make it in about a week. Make um, a game. Make, make a nerd to know media game. Send I mean, it to us. I mean, you absolutely could. Will it be good? Probably not. Oh no, it will be good. Follow that dream. I'm encouraging you. Listener. No, no. What I'm saying is, it's like. If it's good or bad, it doesn't matter because right. it will never it'll never get the attention that one of those other games got because of uh the mindset of things. Like right. you can go in and you can find the best games ever for free uh, on um on each.io mm. or on you know um the switch or whatever, you know. But the, the the culture has just switched so much away from that where it's just like, oh, it's not these five companies making this one game or it's not Call of Duty. I mean, like the new the new Modern Warfare released and I heard nothing bad about it. I just heard nothing good about it either. And I'm like, eh, it's going to make a billion dollars. Well, I mean, like kind you of uh, Call of Duty is kind of more like FIFA where it's sort of like the fact that FIFA you, gets released every year is ridiculous. Yeah, you sort of you release the new one to release the new one, you know. Yeah, it's just like it's Malibu Station the new hat like. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's and the fact that 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 that's a thing and it's still going it's just crazy and look yeah okay i don't like football i really don't uh you could say i passionately dislike football mm-hmm. but it's more of a case of just like you don't that could be dlc the whole business model could just be dlc where you yes. just release a big patch you pay ten dollars for it 
and you 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 update the rosters. They will never do that because that's the business now. No, or no like sense. maybe a FIFA like for each console. And then they keep adding to it, like they did with uh, what's that game, Destiny, back in the day, like you know yeah, that kind well, of thing, you know. That could, yeah, but the thing about that is, that, you know, ten dollars or seventy dollars, yeah, you know, or <laughs> seventy euros or whatever it is. I don't, I don't, I don't. Again, I don't really buy new games because I just can't stomach them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that you know, there are some glimmers of hope, um, particularly now with the Steam Deck, where I get to really dig into Steam games again, which takes me back to why I prefer it over the Switch because I can actually have weird steam experiences not on my computer um that sounds like a really we, weird, weird steam but... experiences is our new frequent segments which is going to come up on this show that's fair we'll, get, we'll I... get we'll get someone to do a little logo a little logo <laughs> <laughs> oh man i know i did the show on so many antibiotics but um anyway my point was like i can have uh, uh weird steam experiences no other way to put it uh, experience that you can only get while playing, you know, <laughs> on through Steam, Steam's weird collection of games like Internet Cafe Simulator or, you know, just weird games that you just can't play anywhere else. Yeah. And um, I just get to play them on the go. It's it's great. Okay, now if we don't start talking about the Star Wars Holiday Special, we will not get to it. So I'm sorry to interrupt you mid flow, okay. but um, I think let me just say up front about Star Wars Holiday Special. I love uh, it. Everyone, everyone knows it's kind of the worst thing ever, allegedly. Everyone has watched a YouTube channel that has covered it, all that kind of stuff. I appreciate I am not breaking new ground by covering it. Let me just say that up front. I will say, though, I did watch it the whole way through uh, with an open mind. And to, as a test subject, because this is the kind of parent I am, I brought my three-year-old to watch it with me. And the the most heartbreaking thing, and I will get into the synopsis of the Star Wars Holiday Special in a minute, but the most heartbreaking moment for me was when she started watching it, not knowing what it is. And she loves Star Wars, loves it to bitch, watched, watched all the Obi-Wan Kenobi episodes. And she goes, uh, like, Han Solo, I know him. C-3PO, I know him. R2-D2, I know him. And then, like, because they're doing this opening crawl of all the characters who are going to be in it. And then Wookiees start turning up and she goes, I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know. And then it's like celebrities from the 70s. I don't know that. I don't know that. And then it starts and it's all just Wookiees grunting at each other with no with no subtitles. And she goes to me, why are they being mean to each other? And I went, I don't know. They don't know what they're saying. And she went to bed after 20 minutes. She She would rather go to bed than watch the Star Wars holiday special. And she loves... Star Wars. So I found that quite damning. Before I get into the synopsis though, like what's your kind of experience with the holiday special there? I loved it. Really? Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, we're going to like bash heads a bit here to get this. <laughs> so before I kind of get into describing the synopsis in case you wouldn't know what it is, what, what do you find appealing about it? The masterpiece. <laughs> okay, well then you know what? I think we're going to have to interrogate this a bit. So... <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, the I'm going to very quickly cover it because I'm assuming our audience is passingly familiar with the Star Wars Holiday Special. But in case you don't, it's it was a holiday TV special that was released in 1978. Uh, I've been looking into interviews around the time and that kind of stuff about this. And seemingly, according to Mark Hamill, George Lucas agreed to license it because he was worried 
that the toys would stop selling in the time it took between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back to come out. And that was how all the original cast got involved with it. And it's the story of Chewbacca and Han Solo trying to get back to the planet Kazoo, not Kashyyyk. Not Kashyyyk. Kazoo, uh, where the Wookiees live. And most of the special is Wookiees, who are Chewbacca's family, all talking to each other in Wookiee talk. And then every five minutes, there'll be like a variety section where we see some dancing or like um, Harvey Corman doing like a sketch or something. And it's it's not as bad as I expected. It's more lively than I expected, but it is fairly tedious. What is it that you find so compelling, Dara? I've got to know. Well, I'll say it this, this way. It feels more like Star Wars than anything Disney Star Wars has put out. I knew you were going to say that. It's true, though. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Um, well, actually, you do Except bring up Rogan. a really interesting Except point, which is that um, watching it, the fascinating thing, and I know like we're going to get into like Boba Fett and all the kind of canon things, but like, what's interesting about the Star Wars holiday special, we're assuming George Lucas had nothing to do with it, is that it gives you a glimpse of what people thought Star Wars was back in 1977. Because like we don't, Star Wars now, with all of its expanded universe and stuff, is mm. different than Star Wars not even called a new hope yet just be in a movie yeah and like when you see what they put into it like you know stormtroopers running around and cantina songs and like walkies just faffing around the place you kind of get a sense of what people were interested in and took away from star wars and that's the robots are cool the stormtroopers are cool it's not the minutiae of the jedi and all that do you know do you get what i'm saying like yeah but that's still the way star wars is now people still think that's cool like yeah but star wars is like dense now like no, i mean we won't would, get into the weeds on andor but like a show uh, like andor wouldn't exist if people as, didn't uh, treat star wars as something to be cared about how long have we got left king uh oh my not long enough uh we've got uh, no in all seriousness we've got uh 15 minutes all right i'll put it this way right i was in disneyland paris last week right mm. Yeah, Disneyland Paris has a whole of like in the in the two parks they have like a whole Avenger thing, right? right. That that would might the Avenger that. Academy. I've seen it advertised. Yeah, yeah, we might view it next week. It's mm. it's very hit and miss. I'll be honest with you, it's, <laughs> it's extremely hit and miss. Mm. Um, so we're getting to that. So that, I think that's a show in and of itself. Yes, yes. But the one thing I wanted to talk about on it when we're bringing up Star Wars is Star Wars is a dead brand. It's a it is a dead brand because what I mean, makes like, you say that? Well, okay, if we're going just by theme parks. Um, the Avenger place was always packed. Like the 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 Spider Man ride, which is pretty terrible. Um, like to be honest with you, it really is. Um, was always fifty minutes, always right. Um, unless you're going single riders or whatever, and that's like ten minutes. But you you know the actual line itself is fifty minutes. Right. The Star Wars ride, ten minutes. There's only one Star Wars ride, but there's Space Mountain, and that it barely counts. Um. So, and that was 10 minutes and uh, the Star Wars ride like the Star Tours which is the best Star Wars experience you can have once it doesn't bring up the, the crimes okay. um, it, it, 10 minutes the 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 advertising and like merchandise is all the Mandalorian like it's all the Mandalorian and then it's just nothing right and it's not even the full Mandalorian it's like it's a dead brand man it, 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 no one cares about it 
But what, what makes it? Is it just because people aren't interested, or like what? No, what, what makes it dead to you? Disney has killed it. Like they've killed any any interest in it to the point that you it's... say that. But like, how many apart from like dedicated people like yourself were people hugely interested before the buyout, as it were? Because my memory well, is that George Lucas was trying to get like a Boba Fett show made and couldn't, and like the Clone Wars was cancelled and stuff. You know. Well, look, I'll put it this way: like I remember Star Tours being the biggest thing ever oh, Not just okay, for me. okay you know and you'd go to disneyland or whatever and look, i've been going to disney most of my life um well before the crash and you know trying to go back recently so i'm I, you know spent a lot of my my uh, childhood in disneyland stuff like that um and it would always be a big thing star wars was always a big thing and you'd always associate it with Disney, but there was always this something else about it. And it's just not there anymore. Compare it to the MCU, which is kind of overtaken Star Wars in, in lots of ways. Well, I um, mean, Star Wars was trying to be the MCU, even when The Force Awakens came out. There's, there's, there was no secret about that. No, but what I'm saying to you is Star Wars was the most pro- profitable, powerful brand in the world until the MCU came along. Oh, okay, I'm got you, got you. I'm sorry. And that really has taken over it. And it's not only taken over it in a small way. I mean, it has literally wiped out and he, like, because that's what that's what Star Wars feels like now. It doesn't feel like Star Wars. It feels like the MCU, done badly, done really badly, done okay. like missing the point. Uh, and look, don't get me wrong. Andor, I I walk back on what I said. You thought I was being delirious earlier on. I walk back <laughs> on what I said. And I think I'm the reason, still not fully convinced you're not. No, well, I think the reason. Well, one because I didn't watch it. I only watched yeah. it recently. But I think what the reason here is, it's kind of what I said. Like, the show doesn't mean anything. Mm. It's just there. Yeah. And because it's just there, they're not trying to, they're actually trying to tell a story, not just shoehorn in X, Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you kind of bring up the Star Wars of classic era because, like, you, like, presumably Star Tours would have been successful because people really love the memory of the original trilogy. And you feel that in the sort of new 7, 8, 9 trilogy. But, like, it can't be new and a memory at the same time forever. Like, I'll you be know? honest with you, my favorite Star Wars of the new one is The Last Jedi. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. And, and the reason why is because I hated The Force Awakens. Force Awakens was everything right. I feared it to be. And as people are like, it was great in Force Awakens, it wasn't. It was terrible. It was the same movie that you already got 30 years ago. It needed to be something different. And The Last Jedi was. Now, did it go a bit too far? Some of it made no sense. Absolutely. I'll totally back you there. Um, you know, Holdo's plan made no sense. Mm. Uh, it, it kind of broke hyperspace. But look, it is what it is. And then they still would have carried it off if they had have actually just stuck to what they set up in yeah. in the movie. Instead, they didn't. They went off and tried to undermine it. So I think like not having a plan really kind of killed it. And that's why the MCU deserve what they have now. And they're trying to course correct now. Actually, we'll probably get to the next week. But going back to the holiday special, like none of that was there yet. Star Wars mm. was just a movie. And I think it has a lot of good in it still because it's done in good faith. You know, that, I think that's the difference. That's what I like about it. I'm like, it's quaint, you know? It's yes. like it, it, it's a quaint, quaint is the way to describe it, yes. It's a quaint 70s throwback. And while I'm not the biggest fan of the 70s in general, and uh, no one will ever accuse me of that, I would say, like, there's a lot more heart to it than not. You know, I don't think people knew what Star Wars was. Th- to be honest with you, what they should have done, I would, if I was Disney now, if I was in Disney position, mm-hmm. I would take this, I would remaster it, I throw in subtitles. I'd update it to a certain extent, remove some of the 70s yeah. stuff, put current figures into it. You know, not current, current, but like, you know, yeah, someone um, who would, you know, be able to be that pop Hulk, I suppose. Yeah. And, um, but there is a lot you could keep. 
I mean, there's there's more I would keep than I would throw out. Yeah, because you know, because actually I, I was I'm glad you brought that up because watching it in the, the related YouTube videos, the Muppets Christmas special, not like Muppets Christmas Carol, but the the variety special the Muppets did was the next linked YouTube video. And I watched that just for a sense of comparison because like, you know, variety shows in the 70s were just kind of a thing. You had a song and dance, you had a chat, they had a weak plot that connected it all together. And comparing it to the Muppets, um, the Muppets is only an hour. The holiday special is like an hour and 40 minutes for no reason. It's not like they had a big story they needed to tell. Uh, it's just, I think if you trimmed the Star Wars holiday special down to an hour, had subtitles or voiceover, because uh, like, you know, you do kind of wake up and liven up whenever they cut to those bits with Han Solo and Chewbacca, cleaned it up a little bit, gave it a HD treatment. It would It's never going to be great. But I think you could turn it into a fairly decent experience with a creative editor and maybe some more lively special effects, that kind of thing, you know. Well, like if you remember correctly, uh, George Lucas's wife saved Star Wars in editing. This is the the Marsha Lucas, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think everybody forgets that George Lucas isn't a very good editor. <laughs> you know, he never really was. Well, I, uh, I don't hold was. that against Peter Jackson. I won't hold it against George Lucas. No, I mean his wife was the editor. So I mean, yes, even, yes, even, and they were editing even, it up until the day of release. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I think you know, I think this was a case of they just kind of had to get stuff out the door, and it was just kind of like it wasn't given that yeah. pass through. Well, that's I mean, just look, it, and it's also part of a television landscape that doesn't exist anymore. Where yeah, like the, I think the, it might have been the red letter media people who said that like holiday specials existed to fill time yes because you had only three channels and you just had to fill a time slot and reruns weren't as big a thing just yet so like the the attitude wasn't let's make a star wars movie it's we've got an hour and a half to fill two hours whatever let's just put as much as we can into this and yeah i look think that translates to now you know no it doesn't and that's why you have like what i would cut is actually kind of what you called out the the not all the variety of stuff because i mean some of that's kind of fun yeah but there's this weird kind of like singing dance thing in it uh, is, is this the one on the the Wookiee watches on the table? Yes, or is this when the cut, granddad has the I, visor on his head and there's I a would, woman singing to him? I would actually cut both, but I would keep the woman singing in it, but update it. Yeah, cut out all that stuff about her being your fantasy and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know. what, I, what I would do there, I, I was like pop in some, you know, Look, I'm not. I don't know pop music, but I yeah. dropped something because, like, the is it is it Jefferson Starship? Wasn't there like a it song? Is, yeah, it was yeah. Jefferson Starship. Yeah, so I mean, like, yeah. like I mean, you could actually re-release this now, genuinely. Yeah. Um, and what I would do is again, I'd up, I'd upscale everything to HD, CGI, and what needs to be done. Definitely dropping subtitles because you are I absolutely need that. That's the biggest failure in it. Yeah. No one knows what's going on because. I won't speak Wookiee because it's not a real language. Yeah, CGI a droid into the room that's translating or something. Because yeah, let's better actually again. run yeah. through what the segments are. The yeah, first on. one is go the weird, it. awkward Cirque du Soleil thing. Then that, that could which, go. Having that, that be that, first, that kills could go. It. Yeah, that could uh, go. Then there's the Art Carney, some guy talking to an Imperial stormtrooper in a shop. That's, that's technically fun. plot. It's technically plot relevant, but you know that's whatever. Fun. Yeah. Uh, then you've got the. You've got Luke Skywalker turn. I'm just going to put up all the cast appearances as one. Um, you've got like the weird singing visor thing. You've got two Harvey Corman from Blazing Saddles things. One where he's cooking and one where he's building a computer. You've got the animated bit, which I like. You've got the bit in the cantina and Star. What's it called? Tatooine, which I quite like. 
it's it's you know a creative editor it's never gonna be brilliant but i think you could get something out of it you know like i do I mean, like look, a little dig where when they're introducing the tatooine thing it's something along the lines of we are now going to take a look at tatooine so we may feel better for, by watching their miserable lives or something sure. like that well look the thing of it is it's like you have an hour or 40 mm. that's about an hour 40 isn't it yeah yeah so it's about an hour and 40 you, you could easily get a solid 40 minutes out of that yeah 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 40 minutes seems like a good reasonable you know. like yeah and that's usually what Disney Plus special is as well. So, I mean, if, if I was if I had the opportunity here, I'd be like, right, let's re-edit. Let's, first, let's see what footage we can get, upscale this to HD, and then kind of go through it. Like the Boba Fett stuff, I'd actually reanimate completely. Cause yeah, the anime, yeah. and the, actually, the, funnily enough, watching this and looking into this, I'm increasingly of the belief that Dave Filoni has a soft spot for the holiday special. Oh, he absolutely does. He because, loves it. Yeah. He loves it. He okay, it because I noticed Lumpy turns up in the first episode of uh, Rebels. Yeah. And in the first episode of The Mandalorian, you have a Life Day reference and you've got the gun that yeah. Boba Fett has. Yeah, no, he absolutely loves it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's the most Star Wars thing ever. It's just it suffers from bad editing. Yeah. And that's actually, it's I'm glad you brought up the 40 minute Christmas special because next week we should cover the... Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which seems like, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy and Star Wars are kind of going to be inevitably compared anyway. They're so it'd be worth yeah. kind of looking, I know you haven't seen it yet, so it'd be worth looking at that compared to this and yeah. sort of seeing like kind of what the modern version of a Star Wars holiday special is. Yeah. Uh, are there any other, because I know you're the person to ask, is there any other sort of canonical things that apart from like Boba Fett that come out of the holiday special and stick around in Star Wars? It gets changed around a bit. Like uh, Mark Hamill's face is his first appearance. I, I noticed face. that, yeah. Um, and his weird face gets more weird as Star Wars goes on because he was in a car accident. He was in a bike accident, I think. And like this was shot just after he got plastic surgery. So that's why his face looks so weird. And right. it gets even more weird as the, the And series. he's covered in smoke and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's also why he was attacked by the Wamba. Right. So, I mean, okay, that makes sense. No, that's absolutely why. It was, okay. you know, canonically his face is messed up. Okay. For reasons. Um, the the home planet Okies obviously is established. Its name has changed though. Yeah, I was surprised by how similar it looks to Revenge of the Sith Kashyyyk because, like, George Lucas does not like the holiday special, and yet there's a canonical connection there. Like, they do live in tree houses in Revenge of the Sith and Kashyyyk. Yeah, like as I said, this was very early, early days. Like Lucas had an outline of what Star Wars was way before mm. Star Wars was written. Um, something that Disney just doesn't have because it just doesn't believe it's right. a thing. Uh, well, I think with Dave Filoni and, and um, Dave Filoni and what's his name? Uh, John Favreau. John Favreau, thank you. Um, definitely do, but look, we'll see. And that just kind of stands to, you know, I think this was like a case of the Samarillion where like there was lots of ideas that were just taken. They're like, okay, I have all these ideas I'm not going to use. Uh, going to Right, something. okay. So they weren't things he, that George Lucas had concrete ideas for, but yeah, like, I think we're going to use think... these later. Like maybe Kashyyyk could have yeah. Ended up being there instead of Endor in yeah. some early draft of Return of the Jedi or something. We don't yeah. know. And I think that's probably what it was. I think he had like a bunch of notes or something around where he yeah. says, Look, I'm not going to do these just yet. Yeah. Use them. The map painting actually of, of Kazoo or Kashyyyk, whatever it called, does look a bit as it. Uh, who's the designer of all the Star Wars? I think it's Ray Warren. I think it's Ray Warren or something. I think that's his name. Ray something. Uh, oh, it's going to drive me crazy. We've got two minutes. I'm going to Google fast. Uh, but yeah, so we've got two minutes on the clock yet. So um, is there? Oh, and by the way, I'll say very quickly, I watched a documentary on Boba Fett to see if 
on Disney Plus to see if they'd mention the Star Wars holiday special. And surprisingly, George Lucas did, which horrified me. I assumed he was still pretending it didn't exist. No, I mean, you kind of have to. I mean, like the fact that they've they've canonically even used the gun from the holiday specials, like you, you can't run from it. You know, and it, look, and it's not the worst thing ever. I mean, I would even say, look, what Disney should do now is cut their losses, re-edit it and just own it. I mean, they released Rise of Skywalker, which is way more embarrassing than anything in the <laughs> Ralph McQuarrie. Sorry. Ralph McQuarrie, that's it. Uh, sorry, he's he's worth he's worth looking up anyway. I, 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 I actually have three of his paintings behind me. So well, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a that's a positive endorsement. I knew I knew it began with an R, so I was yeah. totally wrong. <laughs> yeah. Credit your artists always. Always. So with one minute left, is there anything you'd like to say from your delirious Kanye West Stargate? Uh, if anyone finds the Stargate, please let me know. <laughs> Kanye, if you're out there, uh, Dara would like his Stargate back. I would like my Stargate back. We're, we're, we're not judging, uh, <laughs> but we just like it returned home. That's, That's all. it. Not broken as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll give a shout out to myself. We didn't cover Star Trek this week, but I am currently reviewing the Star Trek movies for Geek Ireland. Oh, so, so fun. Give, so, give, so give them a bit of love if you are into that side of the geeky universe. Actually, well, I was watching. Uh, sorry, I was watching a random YouTube video, and Geek Ireland were credited as a source. I was like, "Oh, oh look, the lads. send that on to me. I'd like to know what that was." I will. Yeah. Excellent. All right, we'll be back probably with a review of uh, the new Marvel theme park because I want to hear more about that. Uh, but until then, I've been Kian. I've been there, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. She says I'm not romantic. I say she's so dramatic. Alright, so you're listening to the podcast, you're like, hey, I'm not in Ireland, how do I get in touch? Well, TuneIn has you covered. That's how you can check us out live when we're on the radio. Um, you go to TuneIn and download the app, or you can check out the live streams on nairthnomedia.com or phoenix92.5fm. If you want to get in contact with us, it's very easy. Media everywhere. Media on Twitter. Media Instagram. Media on Twitch. Media at gmail.com if you want to reach out via email. Hope to hear from you soon. Check out the Wrestling Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM every Tuesday at 8pm to 9pm. And of course, over on NerdToKnowMedia.com, the only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. We'll see you then. Hey, Dara, what are you doing over there in Ireland? Like with the freaking leprechauns and everything. That's not cool. You should be over there with the cosplayers. At least then you could, like, I don't know, pretend like you got, I don't know, some kind of thing going on. Yeah, with that. You give me a Brooklyn Blade. Yeah, with that. Dick, Dara, Dara. I love it. All I do is just believe in the heart of the cards, and then I can... Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 